Hey, what up, everybody? Welcome to the Fierce Leadership Podcast. Hey, I've been meaning to get around to this, and I just want to dive right in. I want to start dropping little leadership droplets. These are three to five minute little talks and encouragements on leadership that, sure, we could find a way to do a whole show about it, but I've just got way too many to give you to do an entire show about all of them. We're still going to be doing the normal show, but I just want to be dropping these in from time to time. Enjoy. So I want to talk to you about grace. You're going to need grace. I'm going to need grace. And everybody on our team, everybody at your church, everybody at the place you work is going to need grace. And I've discovered about grace, I'm going to need more grace than my human pride is counting on. Like I'm going to get more wrong. I'm going to fall into sin more than I think I am. And I need to get really comfortable, even just with myself. We're not even talking about anybody else yet. I'm going to get more comfortable with just giving myself, oh, you messed up again. Oh, you had the wrong attitude again. Oh, you missed that again. You need to have grace with yourself, Carter. Now, I know that for me. I need to practice that for me, but we want to pepper this into every one of our cultures because people are also going to need more grace than you're going to want to give. And especially in ministry or ministry-related environments, the tone needs to be grace. I'm not saying that we don't hold people accountable. I'm not saying that we don't even bring strong correction or discipline when it's appropriate, but all our attitude really has to be in line with the way God wants to be represented to his people. And as a leader, our disposition matters to God. Okay, so let's go back to Moses and the Israelites in the promised land. This is the big, or on, on the way to the promised land, this is the big event that is going to shut down Moses's hoped for destiny. He's not going to be able to go into the promised land because of this. Now, check this out, because I would be irritated by this too, and you probably would too. Half a million people are without water, and it's a real problem. I mean, think about how you would feel out in the wilderness with no water. Moses and Aaron, they, they, they get this complaint, and they start right. They go to God to solve the problem. They're like, Lord, you're going to have to do something about this. But even though the Lord says he's going to, Moses's aggravation with their whining is what causes him to be disqualified by misrepresenting God. And I got to be like, man, they've just whined so much. Surely it's okay for him to be fed up at this moment. But Moses represents God. So Numbers 20, 12, but the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, because you've not believed me, to treat me as holy in the sight of the sons of Israel. Therefore, you shall not bring this assembly into the land, which I have given them. Moses, you've done all this stuff, but you're going to miss the very tail end. You're going to miss, in some ways, the reward of doing all this, because even though you've done a lot of other things right, in a moment when I wanted them to see my heart, you misrepresented my heart. Because what did Moses do? God told him to speak to the people. And Moses like cracked the rock and said, hey, you rebels, here you go. Here's your doggone water. That's the Carter version. Think about it this way. God was well aware of the problem and he wanted to solve it for the Israelites. You've probably got leadership problems that you're bringing to God, looking for his answers. And when you find those answers, when God gives you the answers, do you express frustration that the people have problems on the way to where God is taking them? Of course they have problems. That's what everybody has. That's what ministry people find out very, very quickly. People have, oh my word, people have problems. People are going to have problems, dude. It's part of their journey. And you and I can either make it easier by expressing God's kindness, or we can behave confusedly in a way that 
makes it out like God's really irritated with them. Like it or not, ministry people are still a form of a priest, even if they don't use the word priest. People look at us often like a go-between between God and people. Even if you're not like in ministry, but you're just known as the God guy at the job site, people are still going to tend to look at you as some way representing God. So we need to represent the gentleness of God and the undeserved favor of God that he has toward people. And we're not always going to feel like it because you're going to have a bad day and you're going to be like, oh man, this is the last thing I need right now. This person has this problem again. And maybe they're being ornery to you. And, And my friends, this is just the high stakes of leadership. God is full of grace. We need to make sure that we're just by the grace of God, prayerfully, Lord, help me not become careless. Let me represent your love and celebration over everyone, even if I'm not presently celebrating everything about them. Help me relate in such a way that they feel as God is not against them or annoyed with them. And let me do everything in my power to come to God, get answers to problems, because people are going to have problems. And let me be an extension, a conduit of Jesus' grace and love to them.